Let's start the forge. Welcome to Burning Metal Bun Point 19. This is your Forge Master G Metal. And you know what? We're on Master and Student Relationship versus Relationship. Masters and students always fight. One after another. There's always conflict of interest. There's always conflict of who's right and wrong. We're going to get deep into the nit and gritty of it all. All of it. Each and every master and student relationship that I can think of will be said in this episode. I think I'm ready. I hope you are too. Time to go to Blade. For this part of the burn point, we're going to talk about what I like, what I dislike about the master-student relationship when they're against each other, and why I think it works. Um, here's the thing, right? The master-student relationship is one we can all relate to in some way, shape, or form. We've all have that parent, teacher, older brother, older sister, someone above us who knew little more than us. We picked up a little more than, we picked up more from them, right? And this master-student relationship is one of trust. It's one of a knowledge. One of those relationships where we grow. Now, we don't outright call someone above us master, and they don't call us students, or maybe they do. But this relationship does affect the way we all feel about other people above us. Authority figures. People with more knowledge, more wisdom, more experience. This, the way your, your kind of favorite, your favorite master-student relationship will tell you a lot about the way you deal with authority figures. In so many ways, um, you could be right. You could be wrong. They could be right. They could be wrong. The point is, a master-student relationship is one of those magical relationships that really does show where your heart lies. Like loyalty, uh, uh, morals, standings. Who taught you what and how you deal with potentially having to go against whoever taught you. Potentially. But what going after the master student, master versus student. And another big thing about this relationship, it's we all dream. The person who taught us to be better, that we become better than them. Parents dream of us becoming better versions of what they became, right? Um, masters, teachers, karate Karate masters, anything. Any teacher that taught you wants you to become better than them. So it's always a, a sense of progress. Well, not always. But the point is, change is always there on the horizon. And is the change good? Is the change bad? Can both sides deal with changes? We don't know. It may be too quick. It may be too hasty. It may be perfect timing, but, some, but the master can't take it. Because when I say master... Because I'm going to refer to master as master this whole time. But think of it as the person above you. The person who, I don't know, taught you to love music. Taught you how to play an instrument. Taught you how to ride a bike. Anything in that nature. Because these relationships is what forms us into adulthood. Into maturity. These people taught us how to become something. Even if we think we're above that, we're not. Because everyone goes through this. And... The master-student relationship is one of the most universal, universal relationships. And once they go up to blows with each other, well then, that's just a conflict that's so deeply ingrained in a person that it's hard to not feel emotional about it. 
Time to grind. For this section of grinding, what we're gonna do is we're gonna go over the two major the two major sections with some of the subplots, right? So the two major sections are good master, bad student, and bad bad master, good student, right? In those, I'm gonna give you at least three to four, you know, some good versions of it, and we all would like a different one, right? Now, for the first big one, good master, bad student. Now, the first one we have here, the important character in this scenario of master for student is the jealous student. The one who's been around, the, for some reason or another, he's jealous at what the master is doing for other students. In the Bible, there's a story about the prodigal son. If you know it, it goes like this. A father had two sons. One son asked, asked for the, his wealth and inheritance beforehand. He went out and left the father, came back, and the father threw a giant party for his son, welcomed him back, gave him more money, and yada, yada, yada. Now, in this story, the son that didn't leave felt hurt and betrayed because he did everything his father asked, he stayed, he followed every tenet and creed, and the son became bitter at the fact that the prodigal son essentially didn't really lose anything, just lost his first half of the inheritance, but it's sure to get back what he lo he lost anyway, and his father's favor. And the thing was, if I remember correctly, this is what I remember the most, is that the son that stayed never got the praise and ad adulation as when the son came back. The son coming back got praised a lot, right? And another story, which is less ancient and more modern, is a G.I. Joe story with Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow, right? Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow were once trained by the same master. And Snake Eyes was a foreigner to the train to the country he was training in. He was abandoned by his parents or they died. This changes all the time, but he was taken in by the school, very gifted, took up all the skills and everything, and Storm Shadow and him were more or less equals on martial arts footing, but to him it was an insult that the master would praise this foreigner for doing what he's done for years and not giving Storm Shadow that kind of praise. So it caused a lot of bitterness and anger in Storm Shadow in killing his master, which become, becomes a blood feud between Storm Shadow and Snake Eyes. And ultimately, Storm Shadow does kill the Hard Master, which is the master's name. And sadly, that relationship does end there. But it is a good it, it is it is a good example of the jealous student and the bad student, so to speak. Now, the second, the second good master bad student one is, it's the student who goes against his master's teachings to go after revenge. Now, a classic one, right? This is what you call a classic one. If you're a big anime fan, you're going to know exactly what I'm talking about, and that's Sasuke Uchiha. Sasuke Uchiha abandons his master, which is Kakashi, and goes after revenge Goes to find other masters to aid his revenge plot. Now, the revenge plot in itself is the key, right? Because Sasuke 
needed his revenge on his brother over everything else, he wasn't looking for a good master. He was looking for a master that would arm him to the teeth with weapons, skills, and techniques. The good master in this case, being Kakashi, always tried to talk him down and stuff, but at one point or another, he had to commit to killing his own student. Another version of this is the first Kung Fu Panda, right? Kung Fu Panda's a great movie. We all, we all love it. But the evil villain of the first film was, in fact, the student of that master for revenge and power. I think so. I might be wrong on that one. But he was there, and he also played into the jealous student trope and a couple other tropes. But nonetheless... That student was a very jealous student who looked for revenge through other means. And I do find that this trope is more of the more used one when it comes to master versus student when the student is bad because it's easier to, I don't know. I think more people appreciate raw emotion over everything else. The third one in this one is the student that's looking for power. Again. Sasuke, and the Kung Fu Panda example, of course. But what makes this trope so good? It's the student knows he's not as strong as his master or not as strong as he needs to be to do his solution, right? So the student needs to fight and gain power and do it as quickly as possible. The quickly part is the thing. Because in most of these uh, movies, anime, stories, everyone becomes powerful to a degree. But when you need the power is the trick, right? The power you need will be the power you won't have sometimes, by yourself at least. And so the student is looking for that power. Quick, fast, easy. Steroids. A magical stone or something like that, you know what I'm saying? So this is the first half of the good student, I mean the good master, bad student. We're about to jump into the bad master, good student one. The bad master and the good student is a whole nother thing. Now, one of my favorite bad masters versus a good student trope is when the master is experienced, but his experience corrupts his goodness. Such as the show G Gundam. It's an anime, and if you haven't watched it, it's not much of a spoiler because they don't really hide it that well. 90s anime. Is great. But in the anime, the master, the main character, Domonkashu, Master Asia, is bad. And he does it for the sake of bringing balance to the world, to Earth, because the Earth is kind of in its own dire straits of destruction. While, while the colonies live well, the Earth is dying. So, Master Asia, because of his sins, is trying to repent for his sins by destroying humanity. And he sees it as a way. Now, this trope is used a lot as well because when you live long, you make mistakes. Now, depending on whatever mistake you live, you'll be able to stop it. And if you try to do it the wrong way, then your student who has to redeem you, right? Now, for the second one, it's that the master's always been bad, but because of his sentimental training that he does with his student he treats his student with respect and the master does do bad things but even if the student gets in his way he always shows his students favor and tries to teach him the most he can again this does apply to master asia because in the anime 
His whole plan was to take Domo and put him in a dark Gundam. So, spoiler alert, too late. But the whole thing about the evil teacher but good student and this love for a student, it's pure. It's not, it's the one thing where this master doesn't think it's tainted. And even in the process, he'll continually train his student, even as adversaries. So I think that's a very, very good, um, it's a fun way to write a character. It, it keeps the character on, uh, on an unbalanced table, so to speak. You can, you can't pinpoint him right away. But, like all things, the students and the masters all have to fight eventually. Now, I think the last one is one of the coolest is when the master is bad, only to improve the student. How do I say this? Well, the master knows in the future of the story, it's, there's a darkness coming. A bad, a bad person. And the student is hard-headed or doesn't really learn in a certain way unless you force them into it, like pushing someone into the fire. So what they do is act a certain way to make sure their students get into it, right? And so they act bad. They do a lot of bad stuff. So that happens for the student. And their satisfaction is when the student learns the lesson and becomes the hero he's supposed to be. It's kind of a bittersweet ending, but also one that does hold water. Let's test the fires. Now, for this example we're going to have, right? The example we're having here is, in fact, G Gundam. I've used it for some of the other things, but I think Master and Student, I'm currently watching G Gundam. Great anime. It's like 49, 50 episodes long. The relationship to master and student is so important for this show because it's the backbone, essentially. Because Domo, being the student, isn't just Master Asia's student. At some point, he's another person's student, which is his brother, in hidden, in, in, in costume. Very confusing. But nonetheless, his brother trains him. Master Asia trains him. He ends up training his friends. His friends end up training him. It's all just everyone learning from each other and the master-student uh, master relationship's always moving, right? You're an eternal student by the show. Master Asia is sad by his past because he helped contribute destroying the Earth. So he decides to use Dark Gundam to try to destroy everything, or Devil Gundam. Um, so you have that. Then he tried to use Domon as a host for the Dark Gundam because Domon's, to him, is the perfect fighter. He's young, strong passionate he has everything um and the thing about master asia even he was gambling on the fact that domon would lose to him but even if he even when he didn't lose the domon he learned from his student he learned the thing his student knew and in the show they were really uh emphasizing that humans are greedy and dark and that what if there was a word about humans the earth could flourish but in the same sense, Domon opened the eyes to his masters to say, listen, it's not that easy. You need humans for this earth to flourish too. They're part of the system. The system's in balance if something goes missing. So the master-student relationship in G Gundam is paramount to its show. Um, this is just one of the great ones, right? Great anime. You sh everyone should watch it. It's called Mo Mo Mobile Suit Fighter G Gundam. And Domon, being the student who has to redeem his master, 
is just a beautiful story told. Its whole story is pretty much this the master-student relationship. And how when they're together, they work well together. And when they're against each other, they are great rivals. One learning and one making sure he's the most powerful. It's something like that, right? It's a beautiful story, guys. Beautiful. Forger's Last Stand. Now, I will say this. The master and steel relationship is a beautiful relationship of ideas, right? I think that's the most intriguing part of it. It's no matter who's the good one, who's the bad one, and who's the right and who's the wrong one. It's that, it's the concept, right? It's the concept of two dueling ideas that, at one point, were nursing one another, right? The master and student is a growth of the master to the student, right? Masters grow within their students. The students take master's teachings to other people, right? Their own masters. So when you learn karate, when you learn anything, the thing you taught someone, they will grow it into someone else, into someone else. And then essentially, you're, you're, you're potentially putting something out there that will blow up one day, whether it's you or your student or maybe the next person. Teaching is a valuable thing, and it can be fun at the time, right? Masters and students, teachers and students, parents and children, all of it's the same concept. Learning is hard, but can be rewarding for a lot of people. And I think that's the biggest piece of it. Rewarding, and it's not a personal game, but it's a value game. And that's the biggest piece about this, masters and students. Thanks for listening to the podcast. This is your host and Forge Master, G-Metal. Hope you enjoyed the master and student episode. It's one of my more fascinating, it's one of the ones I was more intrigued to talk about because not just one anime, but multiple shows like Star Wars also did it. And I'm just really intrigued about this whole thing. So I hope you found it as intriguing. And if you have something else in mind that you think is really good, put it in the YouTube comments or in my in my social media in DMs or something or in a post. I will gladly go over that topic anytime. It'd be fun. There's some fun bit of a future coming right now. And thank you. Stay metal. <laughs>